Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is going on, all of our Liberty-loving friends? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> Name's Chuck. Kunu and What's up, Chuck? Hawaiian. How's it going today, man? Kunu. You got all your Christmas shopping done? No. Why? No, Come because on. it's not Christmas It's almost yet. Christmas time. But Yeah, but almost is not. I think I almost have all of mine done. Pretty I still sure. need to probably go to Walmart and, and scavenge through some stocking stuffers. Yeah. And yeah, uh, you got a kid, so you got to yeah. go extra special at Christmas. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you guys, I'm just going to say it. I got to talk to Santa. Out front in the open. Um, I hate doing Christmas presents. I prefer to never do them. I don't like it. Not a fan. Mm. I don't I don't like receiving gifts and I don't like giving gifts. <laughs> like either one of them. You like receiving so, gifts. Not really. It makes me like feel obligated <laughs> or bad or something. Yeah. Like I owe someone something mm. afterwards, which is not the case. They're not saying that. I'm no. just saying it's how I naturally feel. It's a gift. Yeah. Although some people yeah, make but is, you feel. Is it not yeah. weird if someone gets you a gift and you don't get them a gift? So there's an obligation mm. inside of that. Yeah. You know, uh, I just wish we could all hang out and watch movies and, and have a good time, you know, and eat dinner and stuff like that without all of the craziness. Oh, you so know? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. I love Thanksgiving. <laughs> Thanksgiving's my favorite holiday. It's no we pressure. Eat we food, watch, watch football. We watch football. We <laughs> eat good food, and, and that's good. I love it. Yeah. I wish it'd be colder and we could watch Christmas movies. You know, I was thinking this year, there's not not nearly enough Thanksgiving movies. You know? Mm. There's not a lot. Can you yeah. name one? Name a Thanksgiving movie. Yeah. So there's That's, no like it's a wonderful life. I feel like there's a big wide open hole in the market right there for some Thanksgiving movies. Yeah. I'm not sure about you guys, but we need to get on this thing because there seems to be a big void in the market. Anyway, this is Good Morning Liberty. We talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning every single day of the week. If you have not done so, please subscribe to this show. Or don't. Or don't. Whichever one you want to do. Uh, we um, We cover liberty and we talk some economics and we talk about other things. I'm going to try to not say any words that I might have to cut out today. So we're just going to tell you what, editing, yes, editing yesterday's episode, which was called Staffers Gone Wild. <laughs> um, that was fun. I had to edit that down for radio. And I'm not sure anyone's going to know what the heck we were talking about, honestly. Because I didn't know what I could or couldn't include in that. Yeah. So um, good luck trying to figure out what we were talking about in that episode because <laughs> yeah. every other word i have to say i mean you know I'm, i might be biased potentially could be yeah but this is probably the most truthful objective podcast you'll find that's true mm-hmm. that's truthful and objective both the things you just said right there how about that take that snopes <laughs> snopes they fact-checked it it's true we know that yeah. um what's going on with your cup right there i'm just enjoying oh, i probably okay. can't see it on camera but i got a nice new coffee cup yeah, there from, it is. From Atlantis. You found it, huh? Yeah. How I about f- that? I found the lost city. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's a cool place. And you're wearing a Bahamas shirt. Yeah, I know I wore just, this last week. but Just I'm trying to rub your vacation in our faces. You know, it was like 22 degrees this morning. So yeah. I, I put I this on. Oh, man, I love cold weather. So good. That maybe I could feel some warmth. All right. Anyway, we're let's talk about some stuff. It's not going to be the craziest episode you ever heard today. I'm sorry. Uh, that was yesterday. I think the first 20 minutes of yesterday's episode was some of the best content we've put out. <laughs> I listened to it yesterday and, and I was laughing, you know, and yeah. I happen to think that my own jokes are pretty funny. Yeah. But the, 
I even caught myself off guard a couple yeah, times. Exactly, you yeah, exactly. So I'm fine. I'm glad I finally got you. <laughs> it was good. Yeah. It, was it took good. a while. It's only taken 22 years. <laughs> let's, uh, let's, but I finally caught Nate. Let's back up to uh, last year sometime. I remember people uh, spiking the football on this. I wanted to to let you know that this is what they were talking about last year in California. Uh, they had a historic $97.5 billion surplus. Everyone calling it the $100 billion surplus out there. Uh, they got a record-smashing surplus of nearly $100 billion. He unveiled a revised budget plan of just over $300 billion for the next year, the highest in state history, fueled by a surging tax revenues. The state collected $55 billion more in taxes than officials expected in January, leaving it with an estimated $97.5 billion surplus. $55 billion? What? There's a, yeah, that's a big surplus in, in there. Just one month? A lot of people talking about this. You know, New York Times, California expects a record budget surplus of nearly $100 billion. No other state in American history has ever experienced a surplus as large as this, Mr. Newsom said, outlining revision spending. I can't wait to spend it. Yeah, that's basically what he said. They revised their budgets. Wow, we have so much more money to spend. That's awesome. Um, oops. Uh, this year. California's budget deficit swells to a record $68 billion as tax revenue oh, falls. Oh, <laughs> how the pendulum pendulums. Uh, their budget deficit. Just imagine just how great it was just a year ago. A budget surplus of nearly $100 billion. What's that? Is it Newton's law? What goes up must come down? That's. I think that that's one of the laws okay. of his. Yeah. I'm not sure who that was ratified by, but yeah, that was one of them <sighs> that they signed uh, way back when. Their budget deficit has swelled to a record $68 billion after months of unexpectedly low tax revenues, a shortfall that could prompt the state's deepest spending cuts since the Great Recession. <laughs> the latest deficit figure calculated by the uh, Legislative ana ana Analyst Office and released Thursday far exceeds the $14.3 billion estimate from June. The shortfall, which is the highest oh, so in dollar terms. So you're saying terms, they only estimated a $14 billion shortfall after? After the $100 billion surplus. surplus. Yeah. And now, they do have cash reserves and stuff like that. They just, which is the highest in dollar. I just, it's crazy they went from record-setting surplus to record-setting deficits in the span of one year. I guess they didn't expect me to have all these new neighbors. No, they did not. <laughs> how, many, how many of your neighbors do you think are from California? Almost all of them. Have you ever talked to them about why they moved? No, I haven't yet, actually. Hmm. I, I think some have mentioned, obviously, like the politics and stuff is one of the reasons they moved out. So, From Fortune, California faces record $68 billion budget deficit, a slump in hiring and home buying, hits tax collections. Uh, it turns out that they badly misjudged how much taxes people and businesses would pay. The uh, office said tax collections were off by $26 billion, a major driver. When combined with the economic slowdown California has been facing since last year, it leads to and a all predicted the deficit out. of $68 billion. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. You got businesses leaving. You got people leaving. You got a lower tax base. It turns out that having the highest tax rates who, who always doesn't always that equal. With, that let, like Joe Rogan. Yeah, he left. Was Ben Shapiro out in California? He, he was out in California, yeah, yeah. I think that happened the year before, uh, or maybe during the COVID year for both of those no, I'm people. Just, so I'm I mean, I'm thinking you have a few hundred million dollar businesses there that mm -hmm. have moved out of the state. Yeah. No longer paying those state taxes. 
so many things in here. As a result of revenue declines, the California government now faces a $68 billion budget deficit for the fiscal year. Uh, state Republicans noted the state's $100 billion surplus from the COVID era, COVID era federal funding became a $68 billion deficit. You see what actually happened was they got a bunch of money from COVID stimulus that was doled out to the states. They hit a big surplus and then they just decided they were gonna spend a bunch of money on everything. And it turns out when you just get a whole bunch of big chunk of money from the federal government and it doesn't come again the next year, you you, you should maybe plan ahead and act like that's not gonna happen every single year, yeah. you know? <laughs> well, that would just be greedy holding on to yeah. money like that, trying to prepare for the future, Nate. You just that's what greedy that's what greedy capitalists do. It's it's just a now they've got cash reserves. I think of, so the state's um, reserves are only twenty four billion though. Yeah, so that's I mean when you have a deficit of sixty eight billion in one single year, uh, your twenty four billion reserve is not going to help you out all that much. Um, it turns out that. You see this play out a bunch of times with people who have this kind of socialist mindset, you know, that they get a bunch of money and they're just going to spend it plus some. And then it turns out later on, the money dries up because they raise their taxes up too high. A bunch of businesses left, a bunch of people left, like all of Charlie's neighbors that he has here in Tennessee. Nashville's getting a lot more expensive than it used to be, but it's nowhere compared to what it's like in California. I mean, we don't have oceans. But we also don't have like the heroin needles on the sidewalks and poop and yeah. stuff like that, you know. There's a few. The, I mean, uh, there is a tent city in Nashville, but is there? Where's yeah. it at? I don't remember, but there, it's down I there. I haven't been there. It's yeah. down there. It is. You just got to search tent yeah. city on your uh, on Apple Maps, and it will take you right to it. Uh, okay, so we read through a bunch of that. Um, yeah, that's what happens, folks. And I don't know how this is going to play it for California, but I I recommend that they keep doing what they've been doing because I want to see what happens. You know. I want to see how this all plays out. And let's see if they have to cut their budgets. Of course, that's going to be like racist or something when they cut their budgets. I don't know what you call it. Uh, they're going to have to cut some of their school funding. They said they can pull back a bunch of school funding that they added in last year. So, of course, they're, they'll probably end up needing the bailout from the federal government. I don't know. So we'll yeah, see. Harm the kids, of course. This was kind of a lead into this other cool California story that I saw from Reason. Um it's a it it concerns a baseball player who got a seven hundred million dollar contract. Seven hundred million dollar contract. That's a big contract. It's a pretty big contract. Yeah. I don't know if is that that's got to be the biggest one ever, right? It is. Yeah. Okay. It's the biggest sure. sports contract ever so far. How have you heard people say this guy's name? Oh, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Shohei Otani. I mean, oh. you're you're Asian. <laughs> you should know this. This might um, be a cousin of yours. I'm going to say Shohei Otani is how I would pronounce that. I don't know if that's how people say it. Okay, good job. I'm getting good jobs, yeah, in the, in the thing. I've never heard his name said before, but that's what I would guess. Well, uh, as a fellow Japanese, I mean, you should, yeah, you should know this. It just this. comes naturally. It comes naturally. Mm -hmm. yeah. I have no idea where this guy is from. You're assuming he's from oh, Japan. He's, yeah, he's from Japan. Is he? Yeah. you know this? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Okay, all right. Okay, I could anyway. be wrong on that, but I'm, I'm pretty sure he's from Japan. Yeah, he is. Yeah. That's what Warlock said he is. Okay, well, that's why I said his name so well. Baseball star Otani's <laughs> new contract is a massive tax. Y'all might have the same great-great-great-grandparents. <laughs> no, no. See, my great-grandparents' last name was Konishiro. Okay. Yeah, so I don't... That doesn't line up. Yeah, but you if know. you go back far enough, <laughs> it lines up. <laughs> okay. 
Uh. Okay, the new contract is a massive tax avoidance scheme. Nice. Uh, from Eric Bohm over at Reason. He's going to save $98 million by dodging California state income taxes with the way they did this. con. This is a baseball contract that has been specifically designed to avoid California, to avoid their taxes. Yeah. And they're paying it out in a very interesting way. Well, because he probably had offers to go to other states that don't have state income taxes. And I'm sure his agent argued like, hey, we could make this much more money yeah. by going to this state. And so they had to get creative. Yeah, I guarantee I do, that's exactly what happened. Um, I do want to. I do want to point out. Um, this is just tax avoidance. Is also known as you trying to keep more of your own money. Mm -hmm. Like they want to pay him seven hundred million dollars, and the idea should be that like he gets seven hundred million dollars. You know, that's what uh -huh. I would say. Yeah. But, uh, but they're going to take a whole bunch of it if he doesn't structure this in a cool way. And so he's trying to find a way to avoid theft. Is what they're trying to do. Uh, so baseball superstar Shohei Otani signed a new 10-year contract this week with the Los Angeles Dodgers, who had promised to pay an eye-popping $700 million. But unlike most sports contracts, that $700 million won't be doled out over the 10-year term of the deal. And as a result, both Otani and the Dodgers are poised to dodge some of the taxes they might be otherwise obligated to pay. The 29-year-old Otani will collect $2 million in each of the next 10 years. The rest of Otani's $68 million a year salary will be deferred for a decade, mm. and the Dodgers will owe it to him in annual installments starting in 2034. By the time Otani collects the last of those payments, he'll be 49 years old and so retire. 10 years from now, he'll start collecting he's move. $68 million he's, he's, a year. Yeah, after he moves to a different state. Right. And doesn't have to be, he'll probably move to maybe Florida, Florida or Tennessee yeah. or something like or that. Arizona. So that's very smart. I don't know if people have done this before, but because he'll be paying most of his playing most of his games in California, taking most of his pay via what's effectively a fixed annuity, gives Otani the possibility of avoiding some massive tax payments. By the time he starts receiving the sixty-eight million dollar payments, he may be able to avoid the taxes by living someplace like Florida, without an income tax, or by moving back to Japan. Japan oh, no, says right there he's from Japan. Okay. California has the country's highest state income tax rates. The top marginal rate is 13.3%, including a special 1% tax on income over a million. And the rate is set to rise to 14.4% next year. By taking most of his pay in what's effectively a fixed annuity rather than getting all his paycheck, he could save as much as $98 million in state taxes. Now, this ties back to the last conversation <laughs> that we just talked about, where if they just had a lower tax rate there's a good chance that this wouldn't have been structured this way. Let's say instead of 13.3% plus the 1% tax because it's over a million. So he's already talking, well, the 1% tax is probably just going to be starting up over a million, but whatever. He Let's, also makes an estimated 40 million annually from his endorsements. So this guy's a billionaire. This dude's going to be uh, catching up to Taylor Swift in no time. Good Lord. Um, I, how's he making that much via endorsements? I've never even heard of the guy before. I guess because I don't watch baseball. I guess that's the thing. Um, let's say the tax rate was half of that. Do you think they would have structured it this way? Let's say the tax rate was 2 or 3%. Would they have structured it this way? There's a good chance that they would have been able to tax the entire $700 million if they just would have had a lower tax rate. Heck, it could have been 8 or 9% and he could have decided to take more of it. And they could have ended up taking taxes off of 
all of the money instead of just the, uh, what's he going to get paid $2 million a year? So $20 million he's going to get paid while he's in California. And then the rest of it's all going to come after he probably decides to move somewhere else. Uh, the report also highlights how dependent California is on hiring individuals, you know, the same people, uh, the same people the state seems determined to keep driving away by hiking taxes. According to the analysis, the amount of income tax Otani could save annually by changing his residence in 2033 is equivalent to the total tax liability of the bottom 1.78 million tax filers in 2021. Good Lord. That's inequality mm. if I ever heard of it. It is. Did, were people like all up in arms about this, by the way? Like no, a, of course. A guy, it's a sports star. It's a guy a sports getting paid star. $700 million. Nobody said anything about Taylor Swift becoming a billionaire either. You don't think people are mad about that? By the way. No, no, that's totally fine. She earned that money. Mm -hmm. You know, look at the stands. People are out there. She's creating value for people. They're freely choosing to hand over their money uh -huh. to send it to her. Lots of you money. Know? A whole lot of money going out there with her. The that's average totally ticket, fine. The average ticket price was like $1,200 just to go to a Taylor Swift <gasps> show. God bless America. I mean it. God bless America. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh -huh. I love that someone can do that. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We're coming up on the holiday season. And honestly, I used to dread this part of the year. Seriously, did. Uh, it can be so stressful trying to find gifts, coordinate schedules. You guys ever try to schedule with your family during the holidays? Uh, plus, to me, it's always marked the passing of yet another year. And when I say that out loud, I can't believe that I used to look at that as a bad thing, the passing of another year. Not everyone gets that. But adding something new and positive can counteract some of those feelings. Therapy can be a bright spot amid all the stress, just like it was for me when I tried it. That's right. Doing therapy worked for me, and it can work for you, too. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash GML today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash G-M-L. I just wanted to make the point that California is chasing away people who make a lot of money. And we're seeing this in the data every year. And we just had a crazy baseball contract that's structured this way. Now, there is one thing. By deferring all of this money, it's going to be worth a lot less when he actually gets paid the money than if he were to get it paid in the next 10 years. That $700 million is worth closer to $700 million than when he gets paid over the next 20 years or however much it is because of inflation. Mm -hmm. So he is going to lose some value by pushing it off. But He's still making the decision that he would rather lose the value via inflation than just give it to the state of California yeah. <laughs> so they can do whatever the heck they want with it. So that's cool also. It's kind of a little white pill, you know, wrapped in since we're probably not going to do an episode tomorrow. Yeah. You know, so I don't know, man. How do we get into this gig? Should we start playing baseball? <laughs> Might be past our prime. You think? I mean, this guy's 29. Oh, that's true. You know? That's true. We are 30. And how old are we? We might, we should have started like 30 years ago. Yeah. I mean, I played. You up, did start. I, yeah, I did play until You gave I was, up to play music. Until I was 16. Mm hmm I wasn't a very good hitter. I was a good pitcher, but I wasn't a very good hitter. This guy can do both. Um, 
Dave made a good point. He made the decision also so the Dodgers can pay to get more players now. That's one thing that I wish more people would do in all the sports is structure their... I think Tom Brady was good about this, like structuring this contract in a way, not taking such huge, massive amounts of money that they couldn't afford to get any other good players on the team. And uh, and and so that's another reason they, they pay out less every year so they can get some other good players, win some uh, championships or whatever you call it in baseball. I don't... I don't know what it is. The whoever wins the 247th game of the year. That's a, that's whatever that game's called. World, World Series. It's, that's yeah, what they that's call what, it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Pretty okay. soon it's going to be uh they're going to push it all the way to December. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to keep playing baseball. <laughs> all right, let's see if we can wrap this you know up. You good for like, this uh, guy though. Oh yeah. Good for him. I'm happy for him. I am. Uh Biden, you know Biden, he's the president still, which whew, Poll numbers coming out. I tell you what, man. I said a lot of times on this show that there's no way Donald Trump's going to win re-election or win the next election. Like I'm, I'm on tape several Wrong. times, several times Wrong. saying this. I don't know how many times, and um, we'll we'll maybe go back and look at it once the uh, the election comes through next November. But <sighs> that's the best Christmas present. Is 2024 is going to be. Wow, it's going to be really crazy. I'm, so, I'm looking forward to it. Do you think I, I'm so like, you know, they have like reality TV shows because like sometimes real life is so good, it's better than any story you could ever make up. Mm-hmm. And that's what next year is going to be. I just I can't wait. It could be better than any horror movie you could make up. I know, you know, I know. It's not always like a good movie and you or can a make funny a, movie. You, 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 you can make a decision. You can be anxious about it. You can, you know, you could fear for your life or how it's going to go, or you can sit back and enjoy the show. And record yourself talking record about it. Record yourself talking about <laughs> it and just get excited for what's to come. I mean, all the polls coming out now are showing Trump beating Biden. By the way, also showing Nikki Haley beating Biden. The only one at the top that's losing to Biden in the polls is uh, Ron DeSantis. He's, when you put him up against Biden, he actually doesn't win. But um, now Trump is like beating Biden in all the swing states, the national polls, all that stuff. A lot can change in a year. Yeah. Okay. A lot of stuff can change. And they, know, Clinton was beating Trump in all yeah. the polls. They <laughs> so. might they might still find a way to even disqualify him somehow. This could still happen. But I think the fact that we have RFK Jr. on the ballot, and I think he'll end up taking more votes away from Biden than Trump. And the fact that we have... Uh, Cornell West on the ballot also is like a lefty progressive guy. It's going to take a lot of uh, a lot of young voters, stuff like that. I think Biden is uh, screwed coming up. Yeah, uh, I think the only thing that could happen is if he drops out and or someone dies. else or dies, whichever yeah. way. Yeah, and he drops one way or another, and someone else who can actually speak because you got to realize there's also not going to be any debates next year. Like we we're just going to accept this. But Trump and Biden are not going to debate. They're just not going to because, and he'll say, he'll give all kinds of reasons for why, you know, Trump is an insurrectionist or he's not going to share a stage with this crazy person or whatever, but everyone knows. What's your prediction on them putting Trump in jail? Like actually putting him in jail? I don't think that would actually happen uh, before the election. Uh, but if I think if he loses the election, I think he could end up getting some type of time. Now, the uh, 
the sticky part there is that he is a former president with Secret Service protection. And so they could just give him house arrest or whatever. Uh, I don't know if they're actually going to sentence him to prison because I th that, that's it's kind of strange. Yeah. You have to imprison the Secret Service also, <laughs> you know. So I don't, I don't think they'll actually do that. But I think he'll get some kind of time with some of this stuff. Hey, listen, they got him on the classified documents. That case goes through. Yeah, he took the documents. He mm -hmm. tried to hide them. He tried to get rid of them. Of course he did. There's no question. So uh, they'll get him on something. At least that. Community right service. <laughs> <laughs> the Fed Haters Club says community service. They'll sentence him to four years yeah. in the White House. And he'll be out there picking <laughs> up trash. <laughs> I'm the best. Look at me. Pick up a can. <laughs> Other I'm people, they need eight, nine people out here picking up trash. Not me. Just me. Do better than everyone. Look at my bags, huge. <laughs> okay. The biggest bags. Anyhow, speaking of our lame duck president that we have right now, Biden wants to give 500,000 Americans money to buy homes. Oh. That's what's wrong with the housing market right now. The federal government's not doing their job trying to stimulate the housing market. That's this the problem. Sounds like a great idea. When you, when you look across the housing spectrum, the problem is that the federal government has not gotten involved enough and trying to help get people in the homes. And that's yep. why prices are doing what they're trying to do right now. Mm -hmm. You know, now they have come down just a little bit uh, in the past, uh, I don't know, six months. I think, I think some of the, the new housing prices have gone down, but the rent stuff hasn't gone down yet. Um, the Biden administration said on Thursday it was looking to help hundreds of thousands of households realize their dream of home ownership. Part of an effort to reduce housing costs, increase supply of affordable homes, and mitigate the rising expense of paying for a house for Americans through its backing of a proposal known as the Neighborhood Homes Investment Act, or the NHIA, yeah. it would promote homeownership for an additional 500,000 households while increasing neighborhood revitalization investments. And cause the price of housing <sighs> to go up even more. So it's like cool for these 500,000 people, but what yeah. about the millions of other Americans who are trying to buy homes? doesn't matter. You want to talk to some of these 500,000 people. Why doing better. have home prices increased so much that people can't afford them anymore? Mm -hmm. I mean, millennials and Gen Zers aren't wrong. I mean, it's, it's difficult to buy a house out there these days. It really is. I mean, it's, it would be tough. I'm, I'm very glad that we got a house before all this yeah. mess happened. I mean, the, the, the pricing of homes has more than doubled in a very short amount of time. And the income has not kept up No, with that. So they're not wrong about that. But when you ask, okay, why did this? No one wants to know why did this happen and actually try to figure out why it happened so that we can prevent it in the future. We mm -hmm. just want to inject. We just want to cause more of the same problem. Like, sure, we're going to help out half a million people. And that's great for those people. Cool. I mean, not cool because it's wrong, but <laughs> they're they're going to spin it as like these 500,000 people are going to have home ownership, which is the American dream, right? Mm -hmm. But then you're screwing. It's at the cost of everyone else. Yeah. Which means more people won't be able to get into homes because home prices are just going to keep going up. Rather than being like, hmm, I think we're inflating our currency too much. Maybe we should stop spending money. Now, to be fair... They're just talking about a tax credit mm. for people who are getting homes. Okay. So now that 
A tax credit. Okay, so you get some money back, I guess. Now, I don't know if it's a refundable tax credit, meaning like if you didn't pay any, they still pay you money back because you got the house. It probably would be a refundable tax credit. The act will introduce a new federal tax credit to help fund the development and renovation of one to four family housing in distressed urban, suburban, and rural neighborhoods. According to a draft of the bill, legislation introduced by Ben Cardin, who you might remember from yesterday's episode, a Democrat from Maryland and Todd Young, a Republican from Indiana, could help 500,000 homes and generate $125 billion in development revenue over the next decade, the lawmaker said earlier this year. It'll never happen. <clears throat> the housing market is in the midst of a convulsion fueled by the Fed's effort to fight record inflation. The Fed's raising of rates at the most rapid clip since the 1980s has helped push up borrowing costs for home buyers. Mortgage rates have soared to two decade highs. Prices have jumped and the supply of homes has fallen. What's the mortgage rate at right now? Is it still close to eight? No, I think it, I think it's in the sixes. Is it? I okay. think, yeah, I think it came down to the, to the sixes. Uh, so they suggested that Biden is not going to wait for Congress. He's going to use a pen and a phone when it comes to this. The administration, for example, said it was advocating for zoning reforms that will help unlock the construction of affordable homes. Okay, zoning reforms. That's not a bad thing. I think we, we could reform some zoning laws. One of the problems we have is that it's too hard to, to build a house. Not only that, they've... They've made just the building of a house so much more expensive. We hardly talk about all the tariffs that have gone into all the supplies that go into building a house. And then all the restrictions, all the red tape that you got to get through just to be able to build a house, the time that it takes to be able to do this. And that's one of the main reasons, one, definitely one of the main reasons that housing has stayed so expensive, even with the mortgage rates going up to peaking around 8% and maybe back down in the sixes right now. Uh, quote, here's looks how to be, it looks to be around six and a half. The Department of Transportation is making billions of dollars in low-cost loans available for developing housing near transportation. <laughs> so that's how they get these agencies to get involved in stuff, by the way. The Department of ha Transportation <laughs> is going to make loans available to build houses because they're near transportation. Yeah. And mm. so the DOT... Yep. has somehow has the authority to come in and make these loans yeah. available. Mm. The administration administration has also Are been these trying mobile to homes. <laughs> the administration Are these homes no, on wheels? Nothing wrong with that, you know. No, there is. That's fine. I grew up in one. We both did. The yeah. administration has also been trying to help first-time buyers who have struggled to gain a foothold into home ownership. Home prices were nearly six times the median potential first-time home buyer income in the third quarter, according to Nerd Wallet. So they're going to try and make low-cost loans available. Now, what happens when you make a low-cost loan available to someone in the neighborhood? Well, you look at the price that they would have charged to people, and the people that are charging the prices, well, they got to factor in, well, people are going to be paying a 7.5% interest rate on this, on this loan, you know? And so there's a limit to how much we can charge on this because how much we charge plus the 7.5% interest rate that they're going to get, that's going to equal so much in payments. And there's only so many people that can afford to make these payments and go into this much debt. And so when they make the low-cost loans available for people in this neighborhood, what happens to the people that were selling the houses then? They say, well, we used to only be able to charge 500 k for this. Now, I think what these newer low-cost loans are given to people, I think we could probably charge 600 k for this house and just get people right back to the payments they would have 
only they're going to pay a higher price for all yep. of it, which is what happens with college, with housing, with health care, everything that the government gets involved in. That's why all this stuff is so expensive. The things that the government's involved in are more expensive than anything. The prices of other stuff goes down. This keeps going up. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I, I don't know how many times we can beat a dead monkey, but <clears throat> what up? I don't know. I don't know what the rules are on that. That was the Japanese saying. Yeah. You should yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no. You're not. Well, the rule that we have is you don't say that saying on Tuesdays. And, oh. And so that's why I didn't jump in and finish the saying. Yeah, my bad. You don't finish your friend's Japanese saying on Tuesdays. Okay. The effort, it said, uh, let me see. The White House pointed out that it was trying to reduce costs for first-time buyers through Federal Housing Administration Program. That effort helped reduce mortgage insurance premiums by 0.3%. <sighs> vote for Biden. A vote for Biden is a vote for 0.3%. This will mean savings of around $1,200 per year for a home buying home And if you like your house, you can keep your house. Mm -hmm. If you like a neighborhood, you can keep your neighborhood. All that stuff. How many, how many times can the government promise something and it not come true and people just keep... Well, it's because they're is able... Is this what's called breadcrumbing? I don't know what it's called. I think it is. They, like, they keep... It's to make you forget about all these things that didn't come true in the past. Well, what, ha what helps is that you can blame whatever the problem is on the uh, other side on someone else, yeah. corporate greed, mm. whatever, you know, whatever that is, you can blame that and say, well, we're going to do our best. Uh, Biden's going to do his best. He's going to try and use all the avenues he can with executive orders or whatever. Uh, we can't get Congress to pass this. We got to get Democrats in Congress. That way we can pass this and help you out even more. Mm -hmm. But these evil corporations, you know, they've made everything so expensive and we're going to try and come in here and give you some low cost loans and, uh, that's the most that we can do. You know, the Fed's trying to fight inflation, which is caused by corporate greed. And so the mortgage rates are really high. And yeah. we're going to do our darndest to come in here and help you within the bounds of the law because we care about the rule of law and the Constitution. So yeah. I'd vote for you right yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. You sound great. <laughs> yeah. And that's how you do it. I'm you, doing all I can. And you never point out that all the increased housing is because of building regulations, the zoning regulations, tariffs on the product, like wood, wood to buy a house. You know, I think that, that they put tariffs on that. We get a lot of wood from Canada. Mm -hmm. uh, that's Trump, by the way. That's not even Biden. That was Trump tariff to, you know, everything that it takes to build your house, freaking windows and solar panels and wood and all kinds of stuff that you want to get. I'm just talking about John's house right now, solar <laughs> panels, you know, if you wanted to live off the grid yeah. though, make everything more expensive. You make it more difficult to, to, uh, to actually build these houses because of all the rules and regulations that you got to go through. And then you offer people money and low cost loans to, to buy the houses. And so the prices can inflate during that time. And by the time you go to buy a house, well, the price has gone up by 100% during this time. And what do you know? The government's got to come in and help you again. Mm -hmm. You know, they break your leg and offer you half a crutch all the time. Well, so, only a few people get the crutch, though. Just a few. Yeah, 500,000. They break everyone's legs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and people are, you know, they're rightfully upset. But the, this is the problem. We keep pointing fingers in the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. Look at the actual policies and how they've played out. It's done nothing but become worse. And people can feel it. Man, every time I go to the grocery store, I'm just like, good Lord. Yeah. Half mercy <laughs> on my soul, you know? It's getting bad out there. I think eggs are up to $28 for a half dozen. <laughs> $28. <laughs> you know? Can't even you buy eggs egg, anymore. You get the eggs straight from the chicken. <laughs> 
You don't even get the cage free. What are they now though? There's they're like three, three or four bucks. Something I don't know. We get the you know the bougie eggs. Yeah. So I think even the regular mm, eggs are over a dollar, which I remember them being like twenty eight cents. (laughs) You know, it's one thing you could still get for a quarter. Yeah. You know. Good God, I got gas in in Brentwood yesterday. It was three fifty nine to get gas. I went back home past the gas station on the way home. It was two fifty nine. Two fifty nine. It was a dollar <laughs> different between the two areas. Yeah. And the, and naturally, you see a lot of people don't have this this uh this stop or this filter in their brain because naturally I'm like those gas stations price gouging me when I go over there. You know, they just know there's a bunch of rich people live out there in Brentwood and so they're just overcharging everyone that comes through this area, you know. No, they pay and more in taxes. They pay more for the space because the land is worth a lot more. Yeah. It costs them more to run the gas station right there. And the taxes are more. And yes, they can charge more for the gas. They they can do that. But a lot of it is because it costs twice as much for them to have a building over there as it does over by my house. Mm-hmm. Not everyone has that. It's like that little filter right there is what you need when you're talking about housing costs. And when you're talking about the deficit in California or whatever. And some people just stop at the... Uh, Oh, it's price gouging. Those yeah. SOBs. I could have built station. the same house <clears throat> in Wilson County mm-hmm. for like probably close to 35 to 40% less than what I spent on it here in Williamson County. Price gouging. Yeah. But that's because <laughs> Williamson County is more expensive. Mm-hmm. The land's more expensive. And it's because people want to live here. That's why. Yeah. That's, it's competition. <clears throat> and everyone's re- coming from California. <laughs> yeah. But, well, one of the reasons, though, is because, uh, Williamson County has nationally ranked schools. Mm-hmm. They have some of the best schools in the entire country. And one of the reasons for that is they My have, area's got nationally ranked schools too, but they're just way, <laughs> way, way down. They're yeah. on like page 87, you know, 100, yeah. 100 results per page. Right. <laughs> yeah. You don't want kids though. No, no, I'm fine. But I still pay for other people's kids to go to a crappy school. <laughs> you know? The problem is they don't have enough money. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Those mm-hmm. schools. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, that's. I thought we were going to do 30 minutes. We did 37. Let's get out of here. Time to go. Uh, so if you're looking for your ne- uh, next <clears throat> baseball contract, you might as well start by joining the Fed Haters Club. That's how you do it. That's where you start. Mm-hmm. Every good Japanese origin story starts with Nate yeah. and your ancestors. Mm-hmm. You come from a long line of high-achieving Japanese stars. I don't, I don't know how high achieving they were they all died in the flash so you know i don't know anything about them that's what we call it you know back home the, the flash you know in japan yeah yeah there was a big one the back flash, in the 40s the flash in the pan <laughs> japan i got gotcha. you anyway uh fed haters club join gmail.com uh be 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 part of the in crowd that's yeah. what i'm trying to say it's a very exclusive group yeah. or not i really don't care um Merry Christmas to everyone because we won't be here on Christmas time. We'll be here. Th- we got one more show before Christmas. Yeah. Not going to be here tomorrow because Nate's gallivanting around again. I'm going to see a kid's Christmas program in Chattanooga mm. because I'm a good uncle yeah. and I need someone to take care of me when I am falling apart in older age and mm. I don't have any kids. Yeah. So. And I'll be long gone. Selfish Because reasons. I can only take so much. <clears throat> yeah. It's been 20 something years. Our friendship should fall apart any moment. Yeah. Now teetering yeah exactly <laughs> the only thing holding us together is this podcast <laughs> so uh, 
Anyway, what anyway. I'm trying to say is uh, <laughs> yeah, go to yeah, goodmorningliberty.us, get some merchandise for your loved ones for the new year because it won't arrive in time for Christmas now because you waited too long. And I'm speaking to you men out there because I know all the ladies have already got their Christmas shopping done. The gifts are wrapped. They're under the tree. They've been itching to mm-hmm. open those things and give them away. But you men, I'm sure last minute shoppers, you might as well get your family something for the new year. And yeah. Start early. Start now mm-hmm. before the new year arrives. Yeah. Because you don't, you don't want the new year to pop up and be like, oh, I wish I would have got that shirt. You know, that don't live with that regret. I'm trying to save you from regret. Yeah. Godhatesfeds.com because he does. Do all those things or don't. We'll be back again on Thursday for Dumb Bleep of the Week before Christmas. So we'll see you then or we'll see you on another time. Good morning, Liberty. (laughs) 